for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi everybody, welcome to Living Life. Uh, today our meditation is an inheritance through faith. And let me tell you something, the Apostle Paul has a big job. He has a huge job here in Romans chapter 4. He's trying to make a paradigm shift. He's trying to change the way religious people think. And if you've ever experienced ministry or being in a church, just trying to convince the church people to change the color of the carpet or to get rid of the choir robes, that's a big deal. So in our study today, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a huge adventure as we take a look at how the Apostle Paul tries to change the way religious people think. And you know what? God can do it. God can do anything. So maybe there needs to be a paradigm shift in your church or in your thinking or in your family maybe somebody that you know or a ministry that you're aware of a paradigm shift needs to happen and it is possible it's doable so let's look at the steps that the apostle paul took to make this shift happen with the church he was speaking to so let's look at the scripture we're in romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verses 9 through 17. Is this blessedness only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstances was it credited? Was it after he was circumcised or before? It was not after, but before and he received circumcision as a sign, a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So then he is the father of all who believe but have not been circumcised, in order that righteousness might be credited to them. And he is then also the father of the circumcised who not only are circumcised, but who also follow in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, faith means nothing and the promise is worthless, because the law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. You know, for the meditation today, I want to use the word stuck. I don't know if you've ever heard that expression, stuck in the mud, 
or you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But there was something going on with the church at Rome. And if I, as I've stated before, the church in Rome was a group of sophisticated, educated Jewish Christians. And they were stuck on this idea. They were stuck on this concept. You know, at the beginning, when the Gentiles were becoming Christian and the Jews were converting to Jesus, you know, it was all about the good news, the resurrection, being born again, faith, grace. But what slowly started to happen is that the Jewish people started to turn the church back to Judaism. The Christian church stopped being the Christian church and it became a Jewish temple because they were stuck with the idea, with the ritual of the circumcision. They were demanding that all the new converts, if they were Gentiles, they had to be circumcised. So they were stuck on circumcision. So what the apostle Paul did, he was very bold, very articulate. He confronted them. He said to them that the circumcision is not necessary. In fact, he challenged them by reminding them that even Father Abraham, at the very beginning, when he believed in God, when he first had faith in God, that God credited to, credited to Abraham faith and righteousness uh, before he was circumcised. So the Apostle Paul is challenging the Roman Christians to have this paradigm shift and to stop requiring and demanding people to be circumcised. Now, what's the application for you and me? How does this apply to our churches today or to ministry today? Well, have you ever heard of the term sacred cows? You know, sacred traditions? We're no different. We're no better. You know, we put requirements. We demand certain traditions and certain rituals from people that has nothing to do with salvation. So even we have to be reminded that salvation is not based on candles. It's not based on certain prayers. It's not based on giving certain kind of money. You know, that our salvation is solely based on faith and on grace. So not only was the Apostle Paul challenging their concept of circumcision, but now the Apostle Paul was taking on another, you know, holy cow, which was the law. You know, for the Jewish person, don't you touch my law. Don't mess with the law. Don't disrespect the law of Moses. So Paul is being very bold here. He's telling them circumcision is not required for salvation. And in addition to that, he goes on to say that nobody is saved through the law. That right there would blow their minds. Because according to them, the law was everything. It was their government. It was their art. It was their science. It was their religion. The law of Moses, the Pentateuch, the Ten Commandments. In a lot of ways, it was their God. It was their everything. And here the Apostle Paul is saying that the law is not necessary for salvation, that the law doesn't guarantee salvation, that the law doesn't purchase salvation, that our salvation was purchased on the cross 
through Jesus' sacrifice. And if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is God and that he died for our sins, you shall be saved. So it's pretty obvious, my friends, that you have the circumcision and you have the law on one side and you have the good news of Jesus Christ on the other side. And many times, even today, we as Christians, we're kind of in the middle. You know, we, we all say, yes, grace, faith, you know, the gift of salvation, belief in Jesus Christ. But there also is some of us that we tend to rely on the law or the tradition or rituals or certain things we must do to be a good person or to be a good Christian. So this is a very uh, challenging uh, epistle that we're going through here in the book of Romans. It was very hard for the Jewish Christians to listen to Paul and to be open to having a shift. And, uh, you know, I think for you today, as you view this, as you listen to this, maybe there's an area of your thinking or there's a ministry model or maybe there's a tradition or a ritual in your church that you need to reflect on and maybe acknowledge that all these things that we do isn't necessary for salvation. Jesus is sufficient and he is all we need for salvation. Everything else, it's just the gravy. It's just the icing on the cake. So uh, let's close. You know, as we close in prayer today, we want to ask the Lord just to help us to let go, let go of these old paradigms, let go of these old mental models and these rituals. You know, just recently, even here at my church, I spoke to the congregation about new wine in new wineskins, that God wants to do something new in your life, in our church, but we can't pour that new wine in old wineskins or else it'll burst. And my friends, that's what the law represents. That's what circumcision represents. That's what ritual and the smells and bells represents. Those are the old wineskins and they will burst. We need to let go of that and dive into the new covenant, which is Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Lord God, if, if, if there is something that we need to let go, any old ways of thinking, any old traditions, uh, rituals, um, just religious forms, just anything that we have to let go. Um, salvation is not based on, on things that we do, that we work for. It's solely based on our faith in Jesus Christ. So just give us that faith, increase our faith, open our hearts and our minds to walk in faith and in grace. So just bless each person now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Singer, so,